Have you ever wondered what a fifth grader would say about their mother? Well, stay tuned and you can find out what one fifth grader said and how you can help other fifth graders have that opportunity to express their feelings about their mother. Welcome to the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast, a show that lifts, encourages, supports, and educates mothers to do their best in their awesome responsibility to raise, teach, and champion the rising generation. Join us as we talk to and answer questions from mothers nationwide about the challenges, heartbreaks, joys, and lessons learned from one mother to another. Jerry Schwert is a clinical social worker and mind-body therapist, providing counseling, support groups, and mindful approaches to stress reduction and relaxation to people with cancer and their families. Recently retired, she and her husband, Doug, have moved to be nearer to family, which includes six children between them and 11 wonderful grandchildren. They especially enjoy traveling, gardening, and connecting with old and new friends. Jerry has been closely involved with American Mother since 2014, when she was named the National Mother of the Year. Jerry, we're excited to have you on today and help us understand more about how to get our fifth graders involved with loving their mothers. Thank you, Deanne. Thank you so much. And we're very happy to have the opportunity to talk about the fifth grade essay. In 2004, an active member of American Mothers named Irene Bloor, who is from California, started this essay contest in living memory of her mother, who was a person to whom education was very important. Fifth grade was chosen for the age of the contestants because that's an age when children have knowledge about writing, And they've also begun to recognize all that their mothers do for them. So every year, beginning with 2004 to the present, we've had the privilege of choosing a winner of the National Fifth Grade Essay Contest. The winner of the contest is able to choose a nonprofit organization to receive this $500 grant And it it will be an organization that benefits mothers and children. That's such a great thing to do. I think it helps the children not only have that opportunity to write and uh, have that experience, but also to understand the importance of sharing and giving to others. Yes. And being able to judge them is... (laughs) an incredible privilege because they are just sweet and funny and heart-rending sometimes, but they just express themselves so honestly. And you can tell that nobody has written this essay for them. They are very, very good at expressing. So they're a joy to read. I have enjoyed listening to them over the years. I also like that they need to handwrite these essays. So it's not a computerized thing. You can see their language. You can see their their penmanship. If they're using punctuations properly, that's all included. Isn't that right? Yes. All of those rules do need to be followed. When the judging happens, though, the judging is weighted toward uh, 
well the child expresses the qualities about the mother. So that's the first thing to look at. And then if they, you know, stay within the hundred words and all the other little rules, that helps too. I Those think things. Yeah, it's good to know that the expression is the important thing sometimes in punctuation, although I'm really into English and I like all the rules, crazy as it may seem, but they're important and it helps present the concept they want to share with people. But if they don't have the words to share, it makes it hard for people to understand what they're trying to say. I know that our winner will be on this podcast a little later. So we'll hear her essay. But just for an example, our winner last year said, one part of her essay was, my mom makes me want to get out of bed and live my life. And I thought that was so adorable. She also said, if you ran around the world twice, you still wouldn't be close to what she does for us every day. That is amazing. And I'm sure a lot of children feel that same way about their mothers, but it's nice for mothers to hear that. Oh, can you imagine how the mother feels when they hear this, hear what their children really are writing about them? I just think that's a wonderful aspect of the contest. Absolutely. That brings me more joy than winning the contest, to have the child take time to write something like that. Right. Uh, I had uh, one of my grandsons enter the state contest uh, several years ago, and he took second place, but I, he did it to surprise his mother. Oh. And because grandma was involved, I could kind of urge him. It was very surprising for my daughter to receive that letter, and it meant so much to her. So I can imagine what it means to every mother whose child takes time to craft and write their letter. We're excited to have Ava join us, our fifth grade essay winner, and her mother, Mitra. Welcome, both of you. We're happy you're here with us. Thank you. I'm going to give a little information about the mom. Mitra is sandwiched between two generations. Ava is her only child. She has two elderly parents. Her father is 95 years old, and she takes care of both of them. In addition to her parents, she is also responsible for coordinating all of her father-in-law's extensive medical care before his passing about a month ago. Caring for these three elderly has made her extra sensitive and aware of the need for medical advocacy for the elderly population. In addition to her parents and father-in-law, during the pandemic, Mitra assisted elderly in her building with shopping and running errands, plus educating them about COVID and the vaccination. Mitra was happy that she was able to drive a lot of them to their vaccination site and help them with the entire process. Mitra, what a wonderful thing that you did, a great example you are for others. Thank you. Life-changing mother. Just a few years ago, I thought my mother wasn't anything out of this world. I thought everything she did, from packing my bag so it is ready in the morning, to taking care of three elderly, to helping our building get vaccinated, was normal and attainable. As I started getting older, I began to realize how much my mom does, and a thought began forming in my mind. My mom might not wear a cape, but she truly is a superhero. She's the type who isn't recognized for what she does each and every day. But to me, my mother is more than a mother. 
She is my role model for success. I look up to her in so many ways. Her bravery, courage, wisdom, and knowledge are only some ways. I want to follow in her footsteps as she is the most incredible mother I know. Thank you, Ava. How did you feel when you read that, Mitra? Oh, I was very emotional and I thought she did a beautiful job expressing her thoughts and her feelings. I was touched that she had noticed all kinds of details that normally a young kid uh, perhaps misses, but uh, she's a very special kid. You can tell she's very observant and she loves her mom very much. You know what she does. Jerry, I'm sure there will be a lot of listeners who are interested in what they can do to get their fifth grader interested in participating in this. Could you help us with that information, please? Certainly. And I want to thank Ava for reading her essay. It was wonderful. And she did a great job reading. In order to enter, the entry period starts on August 15th. And every entry must be in by December 15th. That's the deadline, August to December. It really is an easy process go to AmericanMothers.org, click on what we do at the top, and that will give you an opportunity to click on fifth grade essay contest. And from there, it's just step after step and very easy to fill out the entry form, upload the child's essay, and submit. Who do you think should be interested in doing these essays? What groups of people would you encourage to participate? Yeah, there are many teachers who will make this an activity in their classes. Also, we've had many entries from homeschooled fifth graders. So anyone who is in the fifth grade or its equivalent is welcome to attend. And we like to spread the word. So for moms that are active in their schools and moms who know teachers of fifth graders, there is actually on that same place on the website, information for educators, a sheet that explains everything for the teachers can be printed out or sent to the teacher online and they can take it from there. Jerry, you had something that you wanted to share about what Mitra shared after this information came to her. I do. When we were celebrating Ava at the national convention, the question was asked to Mitra what qualities she wants to instill in her child. I thought her answer to that question was so good. She made three points. One, to set goals for yourself. This is what she's instilling in her child, set goals for yourself and have a plan, but know that not everything goes as planned. Always have a plan B and C. And the second one, don't give up on your dreams. Take it one step and one day at a time. And remember to exercise compassion, no matter what. And the last one, have a global awareness and a thirst to learn and respect individuals who live in very different cultures and communities than your own. Those are amazing, Mitra. 
Yes, very well done. I would almost like to give those to new moms and say, here's your, <laughs> here's your plan right here. These are all great qualities to instill in your child. Yeah. Really true. Really good. With that last one that she said about being aware of people, you have the opportunity to select a nonprofit organization to be awarded $500. Ava, have you made a decision about that? Yes, um, Heart to Heart International. Heart to Heart International. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that organization and why you decided that one? So the, the criteria was that the organization supports mothers and children. And so I started by creating a long list of uh, charities that I found via Charity Navigator. And then I narrowed those down by seeing um, what's the percentage of like administrative costs that and it goes to. And finally, I had... Um, Heart to Heart International in mind, as long as with UNICEF, I think, as well. And the reason why I chose Heart to Heart International was because um, UNICEF is, like, very well known, and so I wanted to kind of support, like, an organization that's not very well known. So um, that's why I chose that. And I also chose it because they supported mothers and children in Ukraine, and so I wanted to support that, too. That was very thoughtfully decided. I'm very impressed, very impressed. Jerry, what do you think? I think it's wonderful that she took her time to do the research and uh, to go on Charity Navigator and find out how much goes directly to the recipients and how much goes for administrative costs. So great job, Ava. Very good. Well, thank you for joining us, Ava and Mitra. We're excited to have you share your experience today with us. Your essay is amazing, Ava, and I'm happy it's on the website. It is posted on the website. Isn't that right, Jerry? Yes, it is. So you can go and read Ava's essay on the American Mothers website. That's www.americanmothers.org. And then you click on oh, what we do. And then the fifth grade essay will pop right up and you can enjoy reading it for yourself. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I think I'm going to get a little bit more involved and see if we can get some of the schools in my area to be involved. Now, some states have state contests and some go to national. How do you handle that if there's a little bit of confusion for people who enter? Okay, so... All of the entries that are sent in that are not from a state American Mothers Organization, from a state who does not at this time have an organization, they just submit them directly online and we receive them all and send them out to the judges. Now, if a state does have an American Mothers chapter, they do their own judging. So we might, for instance, we might receive a winner from Iowa or a winner from Utah or one of the other chapters, and then we have that state winner. And the judges will select, for instance, from 
all of the Connecticut essays that are sent in either independently or from a Connecticut teacher, the judges will judge all of those states separately until there is a winner for each state. I hope that's clear. We end up with a, a whole series of state winners and then they go into the judging for the number. That makes sense. So there's a two-step process then. Right. You look at all the entries from a state and select the winner from that state and then that goes on to the National Selection Committee. That's correct. Perfect. But every child is a winner and every mother is a winner. (laughs) I I have this thing about contest winners and something like this because every child is a winner because they put forth the effort to express themselves and their love for their mother. And every mother is a winner who has that opportunity to read that essay from the child. And I get emotional just thinking about it because they're very sweet essays all the ones that I've been able to read and, and hear. They're heart-wrenching, some of them, and very touching. That's for certain. They are. They're heartwarming. They're creative. And sometimes you can't believe these words are coming from 10 and 11-year-olds, but they're very, very gifted at expressing themselves. We are always looking for topics that will be of interest to our listeners and for you, our mothers out there where the rubber meets the road. If you have a question or a topic that you would like to know more about, please reach out to us on social media or send it to us via email at podcast at americanmothers.org. We look forward to hearing from you. Jerry, thank you so much for joining us today and introducing us to Ava and her mother. I'm excited about the fifth grade essay contest. Usually when we have guests, we invite them to share a mothering moment. And I know our listeners would love to know about you personally and not just the fifth grade essay contest chair. Do you have a story you'd like to share with us? This mothering moment happened before cell phones. And I don't know if you were <laughs> if I can relate. young before cell phones, but this was a mothering moment that happened when my daughter was... I think she was eight. She could have even been seven, which made it a little scarier, but she was in um, t-ball or softball. One of her little friends that lives near us, would uh, we would take them to the practices. I would take and the other mom would pick up, as we did. We knew the coach really well. He was so good with the girls and uh, the games were fun. And when I had taken them to practice at the little park, he said, oh, I can bring the girls home because I'm coming right by that way. And uh, I said, oh, that'd be great. So I was at home and it got a little bit late and then it got later and it was darkness was going to fall. And I called his home, no cell phones, remember. I called his home and his wife said, oh, his mother has been admitted to the hospital and I think he's up there. I'll bet he forgot. By this time, I can't tell you how long practice had been over. I went flying out of the house, yelling at my husband to call the other mother to let her know. This place was 10 to 15 minutes away easily. So I went flying to the park, hoping I wouldn't be stopped for speeding. And when I arrived, these two little girls were sitting on top of a picnic table on the edge of the park. 
<laughs> to mm -hmm. my great, great relief, and it was dark. I mean, it was a little beyond dusk. And <laughs> as we talked, they said, well, this really nice couple said they would take us home, but we knew we weren't supposed to get in the car with anybody. <laughs> oh, well, that's wise. Yeah. And so I really affirmed them for that choice and, and all was well and we all got home safely. But I think any mother can relate to times when their heart was beating fast and they were worried and very thankful when everything turned out okay. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that, Jerry. Yes, I think every mother can relate to that no matter what age. Cell phones are wonderful, but I do remember the times before cell phones. In fact, all of my children were raised before cell phones came along. I, so. <laughs> I, knew. I think this was probably 45 years ago as I think of the age of the child at that time. Right. Thank you for sharing that, Jerry. I'm sure we've all heard about self-care and how important that is, but what does that look like? Next week, the 2022 State Mothers of the Year will share some of their ideas of what they do for self-care. It might encourage you and it might give you some ideas. Be sure to join us. My name is Dr. Tashika L. Green and I am the 2022 Maryland American Mother of the Year. What is unique about Life for a Mom with me is that people always ask, how do you do it all? So when I think about that and I reflect on the all piece, it's being a wife, being a mom, not just being a mom, but being a mom, a mom that homeschools her children, a mom that prepares every meal for her children by hand, every snack, every dessert, being the educator, the businesswoman, the, the uh, podcast host and all those things. And so when I think about that, I think that's my uniqueness because people say, how do you balance it all? But I look at it this way is how do you prioritize? And how do you not have this doing list, but you just become, you just become the woman that you are. You become the mom, you become the homeschool teacher, you become, and that's how I looked at everything in my life. I just became that. I never thought that I would be a married mom of three and I'm blessed and I'm so grateful, but you become those things. And that's what makes it so unique and so different and so crafted just for you. I just talked about this the other day. We have all been gifted with gifts and talents. And we all have this, this innate passion to do things and, and a divine purpose. And when we look at that, that's our uniqueness. There's nobody else that can do what we do. There's nobody else that was assigned to do what we do. My husband was assigned to me. My children were assigned to me. And it's my assignment to carry out and to be all that I need to be to each and every one of them. So that's the uniqueness of being a mom. We're set apart and we're different. And we have to walk it out intentionally and purposely every day. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of mom-to-mom -mom encouragement. We understand that being a mother can be overwhelming, but we hope that you found something useful you can apply to your own life. We invite you to share this episode with a friend who might also enjoy the message. The mission of American Mothers is to support mothers, empowering them to positively impact their families and communities. We want each one of you to discover and share your innate, inherent, and natural abilities to bless your children and others. The primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. 
The views, information, or opinions expressed during the American Mothers Mom to Mom podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of American Mothers Incorporated, its members or employees. AMI is not responsible for, nor does it verify the accuracy of the information contained in the podcast, nor does the series constitute any professional advice or services. We look forward to visiting with you one mom to another next week. Until then, just do your best at mothering and remember you're not alone. You've got an army of mothers all around you cheering you on.